Welcome everyone to the Grinded Podcast. Nipsey Hussle is going to bring us in just a little bit with Grinding All My Life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Uh. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. I just want to say thank you for watching on YouTube. If that's how you're uh, watching or listening on either Spotify or Google Podcast or uh, iTunes or iHeartRadio, uh, however you're listening or watching, I just want to say God bless you and thank you for uh, sharing this podcast with your friends and your family that they too may hear about Jesus and grow closer to Jesus, get to know Jesus. Uh, become a Christian, whatever. Uh, but just thank you for uh, listening or watching. And I know it's been a while since we've had uh, some interviews, and I hope to get back to that soon. I know with with COVID going on, and, and especially right now, it seems to be out of control. Um, I kind of backed off of those. So hopefully, soon in the near future, uh, we'll have some interviews that that where people share their faith. They share their story and what they've been through in life and how they came through it and how God helped them to endure, which is really what this podcast is all about, to keep grinding, to grind it. When you know life throws a difficult situation your way, you grind it, you keep going, you endure. And that's what we're uh, our purpose here at Grinded is, is to encourage you to not to give up, but to keep going. Um, and so today we're going to get into John chapter 15. And we're, you know, Jesus is talking to his disciples still. It's just a continuation from John 13 and John 14. And Jesus is about to go out to the garden uh, where he's going to pray to the Father. And, and, and Judas is going to come along and with his little militia and have Jesus arrested. Uh, but this is uh, Jesus in an intimate setting with his disciples, the 11 that are left. And, and he's just having this very intimate conversation uh with these guys um and he's going to start off in john chapter 15 by explaining to them that that he is the vine they are the branches and and we are the branches a a a disciple of christ um a disciple just simply means follower so anybody who is a follower of christ is a disciple of christ and so he is telling his disciples, those 11 that are in that room at that moment, he is telling, him, telling them that he, that he is the, the vine, the father is the gardener, he's going to be doing a pruning process, and that they are the branches. Now, I, I can remember, I, I, I don't even pretend to be a gardener. I know nothing about gardening. I know that I, when I try to raise a, a plant or a shrub or anything like that, then it, it dies either by me over maintaining it or the lack of maintaining it because I really don't know what I'm doing. It's just not my, my forte. It's not my thing. But Jesus says uh, that, that his father, the gardener, it, it, he prunes the branches, those branches that, that, that don't produce fruit. And, and I can remember when I was a kid being out in the yard playing in my Mom and my stepdad, we we had these this I don't know if it I don't know, I guess it'd be a wild grapevine, but there was a, a grapevine growing on our chain link fence, and they would come out there and they would pick grapes and they'd be eating grapes, 
And while they're out there picking and eating these grapes, they would they would just grab some sometime uh, part of the vine and just yank it off and, and throw it to the ground. And they, you know, after a few days, you were out there playing and you would see these things on the, on the ground and, and they, they withered up. They, they, they dried up because they had been separated from the, the, the main vine. And we're going to see here in just a little while that, that one of the messages that Jesus tells these guys over and over again is to, he says to remain in me. Well, when, when those grapevines were separated from the main vine, they withered up because they had and died because they had been separated from their nutrients. They can't get the food. They can't get the, the necessary nutrients to, to live and to keep keep going because they had been removed. And <clears throat> that's what Jesus starts out telling these guys in John chapter 15, that that his father is, is going to, that he is the vine and his and they are the branches the disciples his disciples the followers of christ are the branches and we have to be producing fruit and we'll talk more about that later but the the branches that don't produce fruit jesus says my father the gardener he cuts them off and, and removes them and like i said i don't i don't know anything about gardening I, I, i'm not a gardener don't even pretend to even try to know something but i do have google and so i, I googled uh, this pruning process, you know, and I, I know pruning it, it, it involves uh, involves a, a cutting off. It, it, it's a painful process for that plant because, uh, it, you know, that plant has produced this this or this vine or whatever has produced this branch and it should be producing grapes and it's not. So uh, the gardener would come along and cut it off and, and like my my mom and my stepdad they would cut these off and throw them into the ground and they would wither. And, I, and I'm like, what? Why prune? What, what's the pruning process, and why do they do that? And so I, I, I went to a website called TreeCareTips.org, and this is what it said about pruning. It said, pruning is much more than a simple act of sawing off limbs, and should be a regular part of all tree and shrub maintenance programs. Proper pruning. Now listen to this. This is pretty cool. Proper pruning encourages strong growth. Uh, it increases flower and fruit production. It improves plant health, removes damaged limbs, all which give the aesthetic appeal to a tree. So it makes the you know it makes the tree or the plant or the vine whatever it makes it look better. Pruning at the right time and in the right way is critical, since it is possible to kill a healthy tree. It's possible to kill a healthy tree through neglect or over pruning. That that's what I that would be doing. Essentially, pruning should enhance the tree's natural shape. But listen to what they said. Pruning encourages uh, shrub growth or strong growth. It increases flower and fruit production. So that, that's why the gardener prunes the tree. <clears throat> because he wants, he wants it to grow healthier, stronger, and to produce more fruit. And Jesus says, my father, the gardener, he prunes these branches that does not produce the fruit that it should be producing. When we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, he gives us a purpose. He gives life meaning. Um, and you hear people say all the time, I, I, I don't really know what God wants me to do. I, I, I don't know what I should be doing. But it's, it's really this simple. We should be producing fruit. And we're going to be talking more about the fruit here in just a little bit. 
But when we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, He gives us a, a, He gives our life a purpose. He gives us a, a new direction. He gives us meaning. Uh, we have a relationship with Him, and we get to know Him more deeply, more intimately, if you will. And, and so we share Him with others, so that they too can have the same opportunity, the hope that we have. And so, you know, God saves us. And he makes us a part of his kingdom. Like in Acts chapter 2, it says the Lord added to the church daily. The Lord added to the church daily. And that that's really our purpose. Our purpose is really, if you boil it all down into a nutshell, it, and this may be oversimplifying it, but it's really this simple. We accept Christ, we live for Christ, and we share Christ. We produce fruit by sharing what Jesus has done for us. But there's other kind of fruit. Uh, remember, although this is a new chapter in John, this is still a continuation that, uh, of, of Jesus' speech to these 11 disciples that are left because uh, uh, Judas has gone off to collect his money and to go get the militia to come back and arrest Jesus. And so this is Jesus is having this intimate conversation with these 11 men. And this is a continuation of John chapter 13 and John chapter 14. There really shouldn't be a chapter break here, but but there is. Uh, in, in John chapter 14, he had just told them that he was leaving and that he would soon you know, return at, at a later point. But he was going to send them the comforter and that's what we looked at in John chapter 14. The Holy Spirit, who is going to be their guide, he would lead them, right, into all truth. And he tells them that even though that he was leaving, he and his Father would live inside them through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it would be the Holy Spirit working in and through these guys, these disciples, to produce fruit. And keep in mind that if we belong to Christ... If we belong to Christ, we are a disciple of Christ. We too are a follower of Christ. And we have the same Holy Spirit that those 11 disciples had. We have the same Holy Spirit. We have the same Jesus, the same Father living inside of us if we belong to Christ and have been washed in the blood of Christ. He hasn't changed. The Holy Spirit hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. Jesus hadn't changed because God doesn't change. Psalm chapter Psalm 100 and verse 5. And so Paul gives us a list of, of fruit that the Holy Spirit produces uh, through uh, in us and through us in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And he says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in, in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, there is no law against these things. And I guess a question that I want to ask is, is this fruit that the Holy Spirit produces in us and through us, is this fruit evident in our lives? Now, I, I said a while ago that if we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, that he gives life a purpose. He gives life meaning. And right before Paul gives this list of the fruit of the Spirit, he talks about life without Christ and 
how we follow the desires of the flesh when we're lost without Christ. And he says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. He says, if I, just in case I don't uh, uh, list your sin here, he says, and other sins like these that are covered. He says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, which one of those lists describes your life? The fruit of the Spirit? Or basically the fruit of the, wor the world, the desires of your sinful nature? Are you, are you walking according to the flesh or are you walking according to the Spirit? If we have never accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we do not have the Holy Spirit in us. We do not have Christ or the Father living inside of us, producing godly fruit. And, and, and Paul makes our destination here very clear. He says we will not inherit the kingdom of God. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8-10, through 10, Peter says, But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not willing that any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be discovered. The will of the Lord is for all to repent. Everybody, for all men to repent, all women to repent, all children to repent, when they're at the age of accountability. Because for all to be saved is God's will. And if we belong to Christ, that should be our hope as well. That's why we are to share the gospel of Christ so that others can have the same hope that you and I have, and that's to go to heaven through the blood of Jesus, our sins being washed away. The will of the Lord is for all to repent, for all to be saved. And if we belong to Christ, like I said, that should be our hope and our goal. And we should be sharing this, the message of the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ with others. If we are following God and His desires, then the fruit of the Spirit should be evident in our lives because we are living for Him and not ourselves. Let's take a break. My name is Dinah Grace Hawk, and I started a movement of empowerment. I focus on Revelation 12:11, which states that we will overcome, conquer, and defeat Him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we will not love our own lives, even unto death. See, sharing testimony squashes pride. It empowers, it strengthens, it encourages, and it heals. This whole movement is focused on sharing our testimony, our walk with the Lord, how He's using us in this life to empower others to do the same. By doing this, we will overcome anything that this world can throw at us because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. Every week from now till the end of the year, I'll be highlighting a different woman in the ministry and they're going to share their testimony. Tune in every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, either on Facebook or Instagram at Dinah Grace Hawk. And you get to be a part of this movement too. I'll see you there. So before the break, 
I was reading some passages in the second Peter chapter three, verses eight through ten. Peter says that that uh, that God is patient with us and he doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants everybody to repent. Every person that's ever walked the face of this earth, God wants them to be in, in, in heaven with him. But unfortunately, we know that that's not going to happen because Jesus talks about how uh, the road to, to, to hell or the road to destruction is broad and the road to heaven is narrow. And he says that few be there that finds it. Um, and so the reality is not everybody is going to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior and, and, and walk according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. <clears throat> but God's heart is that all will come to repentance, that all will, will be saved. And that's what uh, uh, Peter says in 2 Peter 3, 8 through 10. And we're, and we're in the context of this is that we are to be producing fruit and we are to be... Uh, our desire should be, or I'm sorry, God's desire should be our desires. And God's desire is that everyone will come to repentance. Well, you know, I uh, can't remember if it's in Corinthians or Romans, but uh, Paul says, you know, how are they going to hear the message if we're not preaching to them? How, you know, how are people going to hear about Jesus if, if we're not telling people about Jesus and what God has done in our lives? And so we have to share uh, the gospel, we have to plant and we have to water because God brings the increase. But we have to do our part. We, we have to share the death, the, the, the hope of the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus with our friends and our family uh, and with people. And if you're scared to do that, if you're, it makes you nervous to do that, you know, at least share the podcast. Tell them about the podcast. Send them a link in a text or you know, in a message or whatever. Uh, and they can hear about Jesus through the podcast. That'd be awesome. Uh, and if you do that, uh, let me know that you're doing that. I appreciate it. But going back to uh, Galatians chapter 5, where Paul's talking about uh, the Holy Spirit producing fruit in us and through us, he says uh, this kind of fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, he says there is no law against these things. And then he says... Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. There's two key points here in what Paul says. The first thing is that he says we are living by the Spirit, which means we are living for God. And we're doing what he wants us to do, not what we want to do. We aren't living for ourselves, but and we're not doing our own thing. We are we are doing what God wants, and we're doing what God desires for us to do. And the second thing uh, here is that the Holy Spirit is leading us, and that's key. Because if the Holy Spirit is not leading us, then we're not doing what God wants us to do. And remember, God, uh, we break it down into all simplicity. We're like, because I hear people all the time say, I don't know what God wants me to do. Well, here's what God wants you to do. Follow him and produce fruit. It's basically that simple. Follow him and produce 
fruit. Tell other people about him. And as you're following him and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, well, I just read to you in Galatians 5, and 23, that the Holy Spirit is going to naturally produce fruit. But as he produces fruit, share the fruit so that other people can have the same hope. It's really that simple. But the Holy Spirit is leading us and we listen to his direction. Remember what Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And so we're listening for the Holy Spirit's direction. And not only are we listening for his direction, but we walk in it. And that's key. We not only have to hear what the Holy Spirit is wanting us to do, where he is taking us, where he is leading us, but we have to follow. And too many times we want to be the leaders. And we want God to come along with us and we get ahead of God and it just it, it makes a big mess out of, out of all kinds of stuff. But the Holy Spirit should be leading us. We listen to his direction and we follow him. We, we walk in, in, in his direction, not our own. Not where it's just convenient, but Paul says every part of our lives. And, and, and that's uh, Christians are guilty of this. We like to pick and choose. Well, this makes me uncomfortable, so I'm not doing it. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, right uh, right now on our worship team, uh, I'm having to play lead guitar. I'm not comfortable playing lead guitar. I have to, like drums come naturally uh, to me. Uh, strumming a guitar, playing acoustic, whatever, it comes pretty natural to me. Um, but playing lead, I really, really, really... Not stress, uh, 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 stress, uh, really have to work hard at it. Uh, like for the songs we're playing tomorrow, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've worked on it probably about an hour to hour and a half or longer each day this week. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's way, it takes me way out of my comfort zone. But you know what? I know there's a need in, in our worship team, and I know with a lot of work, I can do it. And even though I, I I do I get nervous, yeah, I shake my hands start shaking and, and and when it comes to to times playing my part, and you know what? Last Sunday was one of the first Sundays that I've done it, and and uh, I can't remember the name of the song now, but it has a, a a real fast lead part in it, and and I can do it, but when the pressure was on, I butchered the crap out of it, man. It it, it just it was ter- I was turning my volume down. And my worship leader said, "Don't turn your volume down. We can't hear you." So I had to leave it up, and it was it was it, it, it was just terrible. But I got through it, and, you know. And and so this week I've been working harder, and, and the songs are a little the parts are slower. So Lord willing, we'll see tomorrow if if I get it done or not. But uh, um, my point is, playing lead is definitely out of my comfort zone. But I know there's a need in our worship team. So I, I do it. I, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, and I'm, I'm and I know as time goes by, and the more I play lead, the better I, I, I will get at it. And, and and it's that way with producing fruit and sharing your faith. It, you still, I still get nervous when I tell people about Jesus. Um, I know uh, that you know fear can can hold us back from many things, and especially from sharing our faith. Uh, but I promise you, the more you share your faith with others, the easier it gets. You may not always be comfortable with it, but the easier it does does get. I'll tell you this just a real quick story. I remember um, 
I was in Bible. I think I was in. I had started Bible college at this time, but I was a, a meat department manager at a grocery store in West Tennessee, where I'm from. And there was a guy that always he buffed our floors, and he every morning, every time that he'd come in to, to buff our floors, you know, he'd come back there and he would always tell these clean jokes. And I always thought they were the corniest jokes, but they were clean at least. And one day I was, uh, one morning I, I was there at the store by myself and he'd come in and he was buffing the floors and he'd come over to talk to me and I was uh, putting some meat out or something to clean the meat case. I can't remember, but he walked up to me and sure enough, he started telling me his jokes. And it's just like, God was standing in front of me. I, I could I could almost hear an audible voice in my head saying, tell him about me. Tell him about Jesus. And I didn't do it. But he told me about his faith. He, uh, I, I believe he was Jehovah's Witness. Um, I can't really remember now. It's been so long ago, but I'm pretty sure it's what he was. But he told me right there in that spot, he told me about his. And I, and I didn't tell him. I locked up. I got scared and, and didn't say anything about Jesus. You know, I just you know talked to him about his and and so on and so forth and he went on cleaning his floors and he left that weekend i never saw him again because that weekend he hydroplane going 65 miles an hour and hit somebody head on and he lost his life and from that moment on you talking about convicted i i i try to share my faith with anybody matter of fact i pray every day god Give me opportunities and not only give me opportunities, but when those opportunities do come, give me the courage to share you with others. And I try my best to share Jesus with, with when the opportunity comes along um, after that day, because that, 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 that has stuck with me my whole life. And I was just a young, young guy then uh, when that happened and I'll never forget it and how I felt uh, because I didn't do what God wanted me to do. I didn't share my faith. Matter of fact, after that, <laughs> I started going around finding people that I, that I knew didn't know Christ. And I just, just pretty much just begged them to give their life to Christ. And uh, uh, I don't want you to be in that, in, in, in that same boat that I was in. <clears throat> just share Christ, live for Christ, share Christ so that other people have the same hope that you have live for christ and that's what paul's saying here we're walking by the spirit we're living by the spirit and when we're living by the spirit he he naturally produces fruit in us so that we can share our fruit with others and that they too can have the hope that we have in christ and it's not easy in luke 9 23 jesus says if any if any of you want wants to be a follower if you want to be my disciple then you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. And so we want to do what we want to do. Uh, and so we have to put our will and what we want to do to the side. And, and we're clothed with Christ, and we, and we have to live for Christ. And, and God's desires becomes our desires. And, and Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you have to take up your cross daily. And, I mean, you look at the cross, man. It, it, it's a place of humiliation. Because Jesus was hung on a cross outside the city gates, so people walked by where he could be humiliated. But not only that, it's a place of pain. I mean, look what, I mean, Jesus hung up there for six hours just trying to breathe. And, and he was beaten so badly. And those nails through his hands and his feet, 
and he's scraping his back that's been ripped open from being beaten and he's trying to breathe and 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 deal with the pain all at the same time and and the cross is also a place of death because jesus died on it matter of fact everybody that was hung on the cross died on the cross um all those criminals they died so the the cross jesus says we have to take up our cross daily and follow him so it's not an easy thing to do that's why you know paul says in galatians 2 20 he says my old self has been crucified with christ it's no longer i who live but christ lives in me so i live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of god who loved me and he gave himself for me so it's all about who we're living for are we living for ourselves or are we living for christ if we're living for ourselves we're not producing fruit and it goes back to what Paul says in Galatians 5. He says, you're going, you, you, this is the fruit that you're producing, and, and you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But if you're walking according to the, the Spirit, the Spirit produces this fruit in you, and there's no law against these things. Um, that, <clears throat> baptism, uh, I don't talk about baptism a whole lot, but baptism is a very important part of accepting Christ. In Romans 6, 1 through 14, Paul gives an awesome picture of what happens when a person accepts Christ. And, and you can read that passage on your own. But Paul talks about how uh, people are placed in a watery grave, just like uh, Jesus was placed in a grave or in a tomb. And you come up out of that uh, watery grave, a new creation in Christ. And, and at that moment, we are filled with God's Holy Spirit. And, 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 and like I said a while ago, God gives life purpose. He gives life meaning through his son, Jesus, because we were crucified with Christ, like Paul says. And Paul says, it's not I that lives, but it's Christ living in me. And Christ will produce that fruit if we remain in him. And that's what we're going to uh, talk about in the next podcast. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Grind It Podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time. And when a challenge comes your way, just my, grind it. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice. Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life. I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life. Been grinding all my life.